Welcome everybody, Colonel Nye here from the Spartan Up Podcast. This is a bonus episode. We're here today in Pittsfield, Vermont, in Joe DeSena's barn as we are taking part in Agogi 001, the winner iteration. Hey guys, Joe here. If you're listening to this bonus episode from the Spartan Winter Agogi, you might want to head over to our YouTube channel. While you're there, click subscribe so you don't miss any of our interviews. We're here this weekend to take part in Agogi 001, the winter iteration. We've got about uh, 35 participants out here in minus 15 degree weather. As you can kind of see over my shoulder behind me, we've got groups of participants right now walking the plank. Five to six guys strapped to boards trying to walk in unison. This is a test of all of the different knowledge they've already learned, sheltering, heat, sleeping, and how to survive in the cold. So we're 36 hours into a 48 hour event, but right now we're gonna show you some of the some of the things we learned during that first 36 hours. Agogi uh, existed back in 700, 600, 500 BC. We're bringing it back. This is a learning experience where we're gonna break people, bring them to the depths of despair, completely broken mentally and physically, and then lend them, lend them a hand and bring them back out of that, of that hell pit. And, and we're going to do that uh, by teaching them. We're going to give them um, some real knowledge about how to better navigate their lives. And, uh, and it's super exciting because this is, a, this is a race for the mind. This is well beyond the physical. We're going to teach people about their true north, about values and belief systems, and, and how to make sure you always stay true to um, to that goal and stay true to those values and make sure your beliefs align properly with those values and goals and and we're going to do that we're going to do that while we're breaking people so we think we think it's going to be more likely they absorb all this information and really have an aha moment uh throughout the weekend or, or a few aha moments so chris can you tell me a little bit about what's your role here my role here is uh, i'm just kind of the uh, risk of here from risk risk mitigation and I'm really here as a senior medic and just to provide some some oversight on the medicine part and to educate the folks on a little things they can do to make this uh, much more manageable and, and reduce um, risk all right, and risk, I was just going to ask you, when you say risk, what specifically are you talking about? Uh, some type of cold weather injury, whether it be frostbite, hypothermia, those are the kind of things that we're teaching them. How do I avoid that? What little things I can do to stop that from occurring? What's the, um, the knowledge level here of, of these students? And is student the right term for them? Uh, I, I would say student is the right term because this is an event, and when they're, they're trying to walk away from this with something, um, they can pass on or take on in life. And, and yeah, it's... Um, their education varies very much so. And, and what's your background? What's your expertise in this? My expertise, um, Army medic for 26 years, registered nurse in the civilian world. Um, so have a master's degree in, in wilderness medicine. So that's... that's yeah, so you've got some bona fides there, right? All right, so I, I was uh, listening in on your class and you were giving some tips and you're talking about the, the, the hand warmers and those kinds of things. Uh, can you give us some of those tips? 
Well, hand warmers, yeah. Hand warmers really shouldn't be placed in the palm of the hand. They should actually be placed on the wrist because um, you think about circulation and where circulation occurs. You want to warm that blood going into the into the extremities. Same with uh, the feet. If your feet are cold, you put them on the inside um, next to the ankles just to make sure that they are warming the, the blood returning into the toes and fingers. And uh, don't put them right on the skin because then you worry about, you know, some type of uh, injury, burning. Interesting because I, I don't think I ever really thought that through, although I've always known to cool myself, I put my wrist under running water. So I guess it would make sense. It follows then the reverse is true as well. Correct. All right, what other kind of courses are these guys going through? It, what is grit? What's the inner, you know, your inner grit? What what, drive, right, what drives these guys, right? What drives you? What, what will push you forward? Um, it is, you know, how do you get through um, some type of event that you, you, you kind of hit a wall and then you're like, how do I push through it? Right, and this should be some challenging uh, times here tonight and definitely tomorrow night. Yeah, absolutely, there will be. Can you give us one more tip about cold weather survival? Uh, hydration is the key to start with your tank full, not half full. You'll never be able to catch up. And dehydration is usually the underlying cause of uh, frostbite or uh, hypothermia. So just melt the snow and drink it? Uh, you can do that or just, you know, or bring, bring, bring water. water. Correct. But what, how do you keep the water from freezing out here? You got to keep the water next to your body. And remember, water freezes from the top down. So you want to turn whatever apparatus you have upside down so it doesn't freeze at the top, which would prevent you from getting your water and torment you. So you want to make sure you flip it upside down or freeze on the bottom, turn it over, and then you can go ahead and drink your fluid. In your, um, in your experience, in your career, have you ever faced a time where you thought, oh, maybe I've pushed too far or I shouldn't be out here, it's a little bit too cold or too hot or... Uh, and, and how did you overcome that if you did? I mean, everybody gets, and I call it, we, we phrase it poopy face. Everybody gets poopy face where they're, they're at a point and, and, and they think they can't go any further. But then you realize, at the end of the day, for me, someone's relying on me in my job and that I have, to, I have to be able to push forward. I don't have a choice. You know, I don't give myself that choice. I think I look at myself and say, hey, you know, people expect me to do this, so I have to be able to do it. Yeah, so it's, it's a lot of just your mental prowess. Again, it goes back to being the grit, having the grit to kind of push it through. Correct. And what it, what advice could you give to anybody that's home that's watching uh, to get to this level, to come out here? I mean, what, what should they be doing to get themselves prepared? You really need to, you need to look at, you have to push yourself out of your comfort zone. And when you push yourself out of your comfort zone and, and you work outside of that, that's how you grow as an individual. That's how you meet these challenges. Um, it's real easy to get you know, caught up in my normal everyday life, but you really should always challenge yourself. That way you'll grow as an individual, get experiences, and you'll find out something about yourself you probably never knew. So Jared, what's going on behind you back here? So what's going on right now, we've got uh, two uh, teams of Agogi uh, students, and I'm about to give them a class in building fire in the wilderness. All right, and what is your, uh, you built a fire before, I assume, and, and what is your expertise to be an instructor out here? Yes, well, my, uh, my real expertise is with the Army Mountain, or from the Army Mountain Warfare School in Jericho, Vermont, and uh, I've had a lot of experience there, and uh, they have sent me all over the world working with uh, different soldiers and different people in the mountains, and quite often you're living in the environment with the people, and you have to procure your own food and cook it, and so being able to uh, build a nice fire quickly that can heat food or heat water is a very important task. And have you worked with these students before? Uh, this is my second iteration. Uh, I had the first one in uh, September, and uh, so I have, and uh, I, I enjoy it very much.
And what are going to be the challenges of building a fire out here in, in these conditions? The, the real hard thing, I think, is that uh, is your hands, and because you need to expose yourself somewhat to the environment with the little twigs and the little uh, flint and steel, and uh, possibly with matches and so forth. So trying to keep those hands from getting cold while you're trying to build a fire to get warm is quite a challenge. Yeah, and and what are the uh, the lessons learned here? I mean, that are beyond building a fire. What are you, what are you trying to really teach here? I think it's a uh, attitude of um, confidence and self-sufficiency. If in a very extreme environment like this, they can just reach into the forest, grab some materials, build a fire, and uh, then do something with a fire, like heat food or water, uh, that's a great skill and builds a person's confidence, I think, tremendously. Right, so if they can do this, they can do other things, right? So when they, as in Spartans, it's kind of the obstacle immunity. So if they can overcome this, they can overcome other challenges in their life? Yes, they can see things, I think, in a whole new way. They can see how they can take a skill, turn that into an ability, and as you say, uh, you know, surmount new obstacles or uh, accept new challenges. Yeah. Well, all right, well, we're gonna let you get to it because these guys are cold, I'm cold, and uh, I want that fire started. <laughs> so uh, let's get to it then. Amen. All right, thanks a lot. Thank you, Colonel. All right, Peter, you're a bit of a lonely man here. There's, uh, what, what exactly are you doing here? I'm waiting for, uh, the Gogi guys to come down from the fire making with Jared. We're going to teach him about building shelter for tonight. All right, so as I look around here, I don't see a whole lot of materials or anything. How are you going to accomplish that? So when they uh, go out to shipwreck tonight, they're going to be in the middle of the pine forest. So they go way up there. They're going to actually cut a couple of beams, make a lean-to. They all have 550 cord. They have some tarps. They have uh, bivouac sacks. They have great sleeping bags. They should be able to be fine. You know, using what's in the forest to build a natural frame, put their tent over it, or put their um, fly over it, and block the wind. All right, well, you reference going up to shipwreck. What do you, I mean, we're in the mountains. Is there a so, ship up there? What, what are you talking yeah, about? Well, we use the term shipwreck as if they were on a deserted island, but they will be heading up onto the mountain right behind us here. If you look back, you see some pine trees back there. We'll probably stick them in the middle of that. They'll be stuck there overnight. They'll have their fire. They'll build their own shelter, uh, feed themselves, and keep their fire going. That's how they're going to survive. That sounds like a lot of fun. What are the challenges to that? I got one guy here from, from Hawaii who's never built a shelter. Albert, he goes, I'm a city guy. I've never built a shelter. Hang with these guys. You'll be all right. There's challenges all the way around. Plus, it's 20 below tonight. So what's the plans if, um, if the shelters aren't made properly? So we have enough We have enough season staff. We got Chris Bushway. We got Jared on, on staff. We have Norm and Robin uh, Crossman. We've all built a ton of shelters. They know exactly what's going on out in the woods. They spend a lot of time out in the forest. They're comfortable. Um, they're gonna work with each group. The whole idea here is to build a successful shelter so they can shelter in place overnight and be warm and be safe. No and one's gonna fail. We're not gonna let them. All right, and then so what are the what are the broader lessons here that we're trying to that you're trying to teach these guys about building this shelter? Teamwork, leadership, uh, Building a structure that works and doesn't fall down on top of you. But these guys have to work together so they can so they can survive and stay warm all night long. You know, staying safe and being warm. Yeah, well, tonight's going to be a significant challenge for anybody out here, experienced or not. So It's tough for me. It, it, it's going to be tough for everybody. So I, I uh, look forward to tonight. Come out there and watch I'm you guys. I'm looking forward to tonight. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to staying warm. Tonight. Well, hopefully. All right, thank you. Good luck. Good luck. Do this. This is what I do when I'm cold. You ready? It's cold. I know. <laughs> I'm really cold. I'm having trouble thinking. All right. So, Neely, we've walked around to all the different stations, and we're doing some doing interviews and asking all the instructors what they're teaching. 
Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about what you're talking about? We're talking about True North and how it applies in the context of this event. Um, it is holding yourself to a higher standard. There's going to be points in this event when the instructors, the Cryptea, aren't watching and you can have the opportunity to cut corners to make things a little bit easier on yourself. And are you going to be the kind of person that breaks rules to make it easier or are you going to hold yourself to a higher standard? And it's about a lot of people discovering what their true north really is because I think a lot of people don't have that value and really have it defined in their in their life and it's something that transcends from this event into life you're faced with so many challenges in life life's not fair and are you going to be able to apply that to to make the decision between what's easy and what's right well you actually answered a couple of my follow-up questions but i've got to say probably the number one corner cutter that i would look for tonight is people just not showing up it is brutally cold out here. It's only getting colder. Are you got any concerns about um, their safety of any of the students tonight? We're very prepared. We have plenty of medical. We know we know what we're getting into. We understand cold weather hazards. Um, I'm not worried about it, but it's definitely it's going to be difficult. Nothing about this event is easy. Um, but like I just told this, the. The participants don't wish it was easier. Rise to the occasion. Rise to the challenge. Show yourself what you're made of. Well, that's really that's encouraging. Yeah, yeah I, I tell you what, I've been watching them, and and it is cold. Uh, but so far, everybody's hanging in there, and they're doing well. So, you know, night is coming, and it's going to get a little bit chilly. And at night, there's always issues. But I think with your uh, leadership and uh, your teaching, I think everybody should be fine. Well, the the good part about an event like this is that. We're keeping them warm, you know. They're never just standing. At least for now, they're not standing around getting cold. They're moving constantly. So well, watch out! In fact, let's <laughs> move right now. Case in point. So what are they doing right there? They are uh, working as a team to carry one of their team members along with all of their estimated 40-pound rucksacks and they're making circles around to each station. So a huge component of this event is teamwork and leadership, and that's just one of the exercises that we're using to implement that. So how does that apply to you is really kind of the question. And the answer is, don't sell yourself short. If you have something that you're dreaming about doing, if you want to do, and you believe you can do it, you get the right people, you get the right training together, you get the right personal motivation, you can go out there and you can do it. Whether it's the coming out here in a Gogi 001 in these kind of conditions, or whether it's running your first 5K or 10K, or, or just getting up and doing five push-ups, you can do it if you motivate yourself and you get proper people around you to help motivate you. So good luck to whatever your challenges are and keep overcoming all of those obstacles. Joe again, what did you think of Colonel Nye's first solo interview? Come on guys, be honest, tell me. I'd love it if Colonel Nye was more involved doing more interviews, but if you don't like him, you gotta let me know and, and uh, I'll break the bad news to him. You know, the Agogi is an amazing event. You gotta learn more about it. You gotta go to Spartan.com, check under endurance, look it up. I know you're scared, but believe me, it is a transformational event that we're putting on up here in Vermont. We'd love to see you. Check it out. Endurance section, Spartan.com. See you guys.
This is a bonus episode of Spartan Up Podcast. Find show notes, video, and audio from this episode at SpartanUpPodcast.com. Or follow us on Twitter at SpartanUpPod. The Spartan Up Podcast is brought to you by Spartan. To find a race near you, visit Spartan.com.